Nature's Tale. The fascinations of the eerie. Weird, blood-chilling tales told by old Nancy, the witch of Salem. And Satan, her wise black cat. They're waiting. Waiting for you. Now. the minute you guys get out of my sight. <laughs> sure, Gene. I don't think he is properly frightened. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> well, if he sees any spooks, he can't say we haven't warned him. <laughs> Seriously, boy, you'll keep your eyes peeled for other things than ghosts on this patrol. You bet I will, Uncle Pat. And I hope it's my luck to have the skunk who knocked off Smith and Barclay here start something with me. <laughs> well, I hardly think that'll happen. Those killings weren't done by the same man. They were both stabbed in the back for the same way. Oh, well, that doesn't prove anything. Several fellas were stabbed to death here right after the Civil War. And another about 20 years ago, according to all records. It wasn't the same murderer who got them, and two cops of our troop. <laughs> well, unless you believe the crazy stories about this place being haunted. Well, yeah. I must be riding back to troop headquarters for Captain Elton risking in the height of it. And you, Gene Hardy, you better be after getting on your patrol. Well, I'll get the old bike moving. <laughs> oh, when you get home in the morning, Tom, remind your sister she's got a movie date with me tomorrow night. <laughs> Kathleen's not apt to forget any date she has with you. Trooper Hattie, your job at the moment is to keep your eye peeled for speeders and reckless drivers. <laughs> well, I'll try to remember that, Sarge. And good night. Good night, Jean. Night, boy. Kathleen, morning, Take it easy. Take it easy. Tom wasn't alone here more than a minute. 
No one could have gotten to him across these open fields and then away again between the time I left and come back. And I saw no one but him and you. <laughs> what was that? A woman's laugh. A woman's laugh. You hear it, too? It sounded here, beside me. Right here, beside it. At, at my very elbow. Yet no one's here. But we can see. <laughs> Invisible woman. That's the craziest part of your whole crazy story. But we did hear it, Captain Elton. It's true, so help me. But there wasn't any woman, by your own confession. You said you searched and couldn't find her. We looked everywhere around, sir. But there's no place there for anyone to hide. And like the hicks around here, you come to the conclusion those old crossroads are haunted. A female ghost stabbed Tom Fallon with a very ungodly steel knife, I suppose. Which he carried away with her because you couldn't find it either. That's a fine way for two policemen to explain a murder. They're only telling you what really happened. But it couldn't have happened. Just the same it did. Now look here, sir. Tom Fallon was my closest friend. I'm engaged to marry his sister. And Sergeant McGee here is his uncle. You don't think we'd lie to you when Tom's dead body lies out there in the squad room? He was like me own son. Uh, here, Sergeant Pat. Sit down. I'm sorry I have to pound at you like this. But Tom is the second of the two that has been killed inside a week. At the same place. In the same way. And last year, we found Barkley dead there. Three policemen stabbed to death, and we haven't a single lead to the rat who did it. You think the same person killed them all, sir? Yes, and that person's a man, not a laughing, invisible woman. A man was strength enough to kill with a single blow. Hardy, you say Fallon wasn't out of your sight for more than a few minutes before you heard him scream. Well, I'd only passed the first turn south of the crossroads, sir. A minute and a half at most. And you got back to him in about half that time. How about you, Sergeant McGee? I... I hit Tom right after Trooper Halley rode away, sir, and headed north. Hmm. And neither of you saw any vehicles approaching from the east or west, nor past any. No, sir. There was no traffic at all. Then, in the 70 or 80 seconds that Fallon was alone, someone ran across that completely open space, drove a knife into Tom Fallon's back, and then ran away again. It's crazy, but that's the way it must have happened. It's the only way it could have happened. It didn't happen! It's impossible! The world's greatest sprinter couldn't have covered the necessary distance in that short time. And a running man must make a little noise... Yet Fallon saw and heard nothing until a knife was in his back. You're lying to me, both of you. By the Lord, if I didn't know how close you were to the boy, I'd say you bumped him off yourself. Captain L. Don't say that. Don't. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean that, of course. But unless you fellas change your story, the coroner's jury is going to ask some mighty embarrassing questions. You've established yourselves as the only persons in the vicinity who could have come close enough to Fallon. No one's going to think we had anything to do with this when they recollect those other killings at the crossroads, even if they won't believe we heard that woman laugh. You've forgotten, Captain, that Tom is the third to die out there by the same man's hand, you say. Last week when Smith was killed, Sergeant McGee and I were on duty with you in this station from the time Smith left here until his body was found. And when Barclay got here a year ago... Then George, you and I were up in Maine for it, doing some fishing. Don't you remember? And Jean here... And I was serving a motorcycle escort for the governor. Now, no one will question that alibi. Yeah, you're right. But if you've told me the truth about tonight, what's the answer? I didn't have to listen to such a nutty yarn about Smith's and Barclay's murders. For no one was near them when it happened. They'd been dead for hours when found. Oh, excuse me, boys, the things I've said... If I don't find someone to pin these stabbings on pretty soon, I'll be believing those damn crossroads are haunted. That's all. Just a minute. Come. 
Bring her in. Yes, sir. Does she know her brother is... No. I telephoned her to come down here. That's all. You better like the news, Pat. You're her uncle. No. No, not me. I, I can't even see her now. Uh, let me out this other door before she... Quiet, here she is. Captain Dalton, why did you telephone me to come down here? Hmm. Uncle Pat, why are you here? What's wrong? Let me out of here. Let me out. Uncle Pat, it's Tom. Something's happened to Tom. Don't look at me. I don't know anything about it, Kathleen, dear. Miss Fallon. Tom was posted at the crossroads tonight. He's been killed there, like the others. Yes. Your brother oh, is... Tom? Oh, Tom. Dearest Kathleen. Let me out of here. Oh, let me out. Oh, Pat. I can't bear to hear a cry like that. I can't bear to have her eyes upon me. She has eyes like Tom, and they accuse me. They have... Excuse me. Excuse me. Before God, I swear I didn't mean to kill him. Sergeant. Yes, I killed him. I I didn't tell you the truth. I never left him at his post at all. I killed the boy I loved because something from the blackest hell got into me. I stabbed a knife into his back because I couldn't help myself. I was mad to do it, mad to do it. No, I'll pay for what I've done. Don't let him get his gun. He shot himself. Uncle He's dead. Tom Fallon's murderer has just killed himself. He stabbed my brother. Oh, no. No, he couldn't. You heard what he said, Miss Fallon. But who killed Smith and Barclay? McGee couldn't have done that. No. Why did he say he couldn't help himself? That he was made to kill his nephew. And what was the meaning of that woman's laugh I heard? You can put away your gun. But I'm glad to know you're being so careful here. Why drive away out here at this hour, honey? Oh, I couldn't sleep knowing you were posted alone at these crossroads tonight. Dear, I told you not to worry. A troop has been posted alone here every night for three weeks now. Ever since poor Tom was killed. And nothing's happened. You think there's no danger here anymore? Now that Uncle Pat's dead? Look, you mustn't stop thinking about him now. Well, it's rather difficult not to think about him. I'll never understand why... He was out of his mind. That's the only explanation. But what drove him out of his mind? What could have made him destroy someone he loved? As we know, he loved Tom. And he said he was made to do it. Oh, I don't know. Jean, you're all I have left. If anything should happen to you now... Oh, nothing's going to hurt me, dear. Come on, get a hold of yourself, sweetheart. But Uncle Pat had nothing to do with the other deaths here. He was miles away when Smith and Barclay were stabbed. Jean, maybe this place is haunted. Oh, you don't believe that stuff any more than I do. You're just all upset and... Uh, here... I'm going to disobey all standing orders of the state police and join you in this car for a little roadside parking. <laughs> oh, no, don't get in. I'd rather get out and walk a bit. Mm -hmm. I've never been out here before, you know. At night, I mean. Yeah, and you shouldn't be here now. Fine thing, driving this deserted old road at midnight. Have you got that little gun I gave you? Oh, yes, I always carry it when I drive alone. Ah, that's good. Well, come on, then, if you want to walk. Gene, exactly where did you find Tom's body and Uncle Pat kneeling beside us? We're not going to talk any more about that. Oh, all right. Really wouldn't do me any good to know. It's such a gloomy spot here. No cars passing, no road lamps. Eh, these are just old county roads. No state trooper had to patrol here regularly until the... Until after Frank Barclay was found stabbed here. Oh, Kathleen. I want to talk about it, Jean. I loved Uncle Pat. 
He was a good man, not a killer or a maniac. And I've got to find out what made him do the thing he did. Find out what made him say he couldn't help himself. Uncle Pat was in Maine when Frank Barclay was killed. Tell me about that. Well, all I know is that Barclay didn't report on schedule. When they found him, he'd been dead for several hours. And then Smith, just a week before Tom. Like Barclay... He'd been dead for a long time when found. But Uncle Pat couldn't have done it. Oh, he wasn't out of my sight on that of a dozen others at any time that night. Well, after that, Captain Elton made this a fixed post. Oh, I can't understand it. And neither can anyone else. And 70 years ago, the papers say, a town constable was stabbed here and another constable about the time when we were children. That makes five. All policemen. That's <laughs> screwy, all right. But you mustn't think about it anymore, dear. And look, don't worry about me. Look around here. There's nothing but open spaces, sand and grass, and two level hard dirt roads. Why, there isn't a bush or a stone big enough for a cat to hide behind, let alone a man with a knife. No one could come close to you here, except someone you knew and trusted. As Uncle Pat was trusted by Tom. As you trust me. <laughs> yeah, that's enough nonsense now. Go home, go to bed, and sleep. Yes, and keep that little automatic of yours handy on the way. Night driving's no business for a woman. I wish you'd let me stay. Not a chance. Do <laughs> you want me to lose my job? That's what happens to cops who entertain ladies during business hours. But it's so gloomy here. So silent and eerie. It, it looks like a haunted place. <laughs> oh, bunk. <laughs> here, give me a kiss and say goodnight. Oh, gee. I can't lose you. You're not going to. I'm safer here than I'd be in a church. <laughs> what was that? A woman laughing. <laughs> That's what I heard the other night. There. A woman to the rose. She wasn't there a moment ago. How'd I'll soon find out. Jean, come back here. Look, stay in the car, Kathleen. You in the black dress. I want to talk to you. Don't, don't follow her, Jean. Come back. Wait, I tell you, whoever you are, don't walk away from me. I'm an officer don't of the law. Don't do anything. Don't do it. Stop. Don't let her touch you, Jean. Keep away. She disappeared. She's as I watched her. Where did she go to? Come back here, Jean. Come back. Come back. What happened to that woman? Coming. Jean, what's happened to you? I've got to do it. Why do you stare at me like that? Got to do it. Got to do it. Why are you opening that pocket knife? I can't help myself. Can't help oh. myself. You look as though you didn't know me. As though I'm someone you hate. Jean, I'm Kathleen. You love me. Kathleen. Love. Don't come any closer. Keep away. Kathleen. Love. The gun, Kathleen. Shoot me before I reach you. Shoot me. It's the only way to stop me, but I, I can't help myself. No, no. Just shoot me or I'll kill you with this knife. Oh, you're mad. Shoot. Shoot, I say, before I drive this knife into your back. Oh, my God, forgive me. It's the only way. I... Oh. I've shot you, Jean. I've shot you. <laughs> oh, she's here beside me, the woman in black. Oh, give away. Give away. Give away. <laughs> Come on, Miss Fallon. I want to hear more about this woman who laughed. This ghost. Oh, please, please don't ask me any more questions now. I'll go out to that operating room again, Captain Elton. Make sure that Gene's going to live. I only shot him to stop him. Mm, you stopped him, all right. Oh, here's a doctor at last. Oh, doctor. Hey, it's all right, Miss Fallon. We've taken the bullet out of Trooper Hardy's shoulder, and he'll be up and around again in just a few days. Oh, thank God. Thank God. And also, Gene's tough constitution. Now, let's off your mind. Will you please tell me exactly what happened at the crossroads tonight? I'll answer all your questions now. What I've already heard has been has made me very curious. Sit down, Doc. It's your office and your hospital. 
Go ahead, Miss Lennon. Let's hear all about that laughing, appearing, and disappearing woman. If I were you, Captain, I'd uh, withhold my judgment a while. The trooper Hardy has been babbling about the phantom woman under the ether. Under ether, people don't uh, lie. He's been repeating over and over that he couldn't help himself. He couldn't. Some way, somehow, she made him want to kill me. But he loved me. That love was stronger than her power. He had time to warn me. So you obligingly shot him? Yes. Then the woman reappeared again. Just beside me. And she laughed. She laughed horribly. And then, as I looked at her, she just wasn't there. A woman uh, dressed in black, you say? Yes. The dress all folds. It might have been a, a shroud. And her face was like, like the dead. But with an awful purplish tinge, as if she'd been strangled. And around her throat, there was a heavy rope that dangled to the ground. Oh, good, I'll see it on the day I die. I don't believe in ghosts. You just shot one of my troopers. I don't care if you were engaged to marry him. I don't... That's enough, Captain. Oh, uh, what? I'm boss inside the walls of this hospital. And this girl is in no physical condition to stand your third degree. Besides, I think she's telling the truth. The truth? Why not? We can't call a thing a lie simply because we don't understand it. And have you any better explanation than we've heard for the tragedy at those old crossroads? You don't think anything supernatural? I think something that has lived beyond the span of ordinary human life is responsible. Remember those almost forgotten cases the newspapers have searched out? The man who was stabbed there in 1865? That other chap in the early 1900s? One of the reporters told me they'd discovered several more crossroads stabbings in the records. A peace officer was killed there in Andy Jackson's time. And a member of the watch was stabbed when Washington was president. Oh, policeman. By Jove. I hadn't thought of it just in that light. Uh, Miss Fallon, you say the phantom woman had a rope round her neck? Yes, a thick rope tied with a heavy knot. A hangman's rope. And at the crossroads in the early days, criminals were hanged and buried. What's that got to do with it? Maybe a lot more than you think. Excuse me, Captain. Move the chair aside so that I can get to that bookcase. What? I want to find something. Something I've read and more than half forgotten. Mm. Policeman. Officers of the law. They've been the only ones to die at those crossroads where a gallows tree once stood. Oh, that's a coincidence. Ah, but you must admit a strange coincidence. Ah, here's the book. An old history of this county. History? Mm. Here it is. Well, I knew I read it somewhere. Look. What is it, Doctor? I'll read it to you. Listen. On that 13th day of August, 1721... By order of the king's governor, a gibbet of good stout oak had been erected at Berkeley Crossroads. That's the old name of our place, Captain Elton. Go on reading. And there the criminal, Goody Fairfax, was taken, still protesting her innocence of the foul crimes which had juried her peers. <laughs> Ah, the rope's fast at last. All is ready, my lord, Sheriff. 
when you give the word. Our Lord, the King's High Sheriff, speaks. Nay, I who am about to join this unjust death will speak. Hear me, ye officers of so-called justice, who have decreed this fate for me. As I die innocent of crime, I vow to return from death the murderer you to hang me for. As ye officers of blind lord over the death on me, so I shall visit death on you with no more sense of right or pity. You mean to bury me beneath this gibbet in unhallowed ground, away from God. Whilst I remain away from God, beware. Beware, I warn ye, for not even death will stay my haste. I shall return to bring ye death, ye officers of law. Bring her up. Pull on the rope. Though still screaming her threats of ghostly vengeance, the murderous Goody Fairfax was hanged to death. Then the old account goes on. Her body was cut down from the gallows and buried underneath it at Berkeley Crossroads. A haunted crossroads. Uh, Captain Elton, whether or not you believe in ghosts, it might be a kindly thing if you search for Goody Fairfax's grave, and if you find it, to place her restless bones in hallowed ground. A kindly thing and a wise thing. I haven't got over it yet. There were human bones, a woman's bones, buried beneath those crossroads. I knew you'd find them if you only persisted in the search. Yeah, he persisted, all right, making us troopers do the digging with me on double shift. Ah, fine way to treat a man only a week out of hospital. And a newly married man. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a good way for you to earn your sergeant stripes. Sergeant Stripes? Yeah, here's your warrant. Captain Elton. I had to make you two crazy ghost seers some kind of a wedding present. And this didn't cost me anything. Oh, how can we ever thank you? Be happy. Uh, and Kathleen, let that first shot you had at your husband be the last. <laughs> well, that's the end of that, Satan. <laughs> You folks come see us again on my birthday. We'll have another cheerful yarn to spin ye. <laughs> <laughs>